1: Daniel Torrison is blue collared hunter out of South Australia, who absolutely loves to bow hunt. He's pretty much been an exclusive bow hunter for the last 15 years. Dan Torrison has taken it upon himself to be almost a, a champion against the South Australian bow hunting ban that's being leveled by the Deputy Premier Susan Close in South Australia. Daniel works very closely with Chasa, which is the Conservation Hunting Alliance of South Australia, and they're pretty much leading the charge there for pushing back on the lies that are coming out around this bow hunting ban. Again, a very short, sharp conversation, 35 minutes with Daniel about this issue that you may not even be familiar with. So learn about it and then do us a favor, send an email, send an email to an MP, and do your part. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins, and that reason is simple. is That I wanted to convey the truth about hunting.
2: It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals.
0: How do I start it? Brittany...
1: My name is... <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's my name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years... Is likely not the thing that people think about when it
2: comes to a Hunter.
1: When you take that high incoming video off, the only thing is you just don't get to see my sexy face. You can still yeah. hear my sexy voice though. That's disappointing. I know it's disappointing. It's a disappointing. But hey, <laughs> you've got a cool accent too, Dan. I got a cool what? For Americans. I said, you've got a cool accent for Americans.
3: Yeah, I know. yeah, well, you know, I think the American's accent sounds cool, but
1: <laughs> they'd love to hear that, man. I'm telling you a lot of my friends in the South that like, do you think our accents like the Southern accent, you know, works for the rest of the world? Like your accent works here or the Australian accent works here.
3: Yeah. I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it does. Oh, I, 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 I just like hearing different accents. It's cool. It's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh Daniel Torrenson, welcome to
1: the Blood Origins Podcast. I know we've been trying to do this for quite some time.
3: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And um I uh I um wanted to or w- wanted to do it. I was I was away there for a little while, but um I understand that uh Graham um um probably wasn't the best person to, to, to do it. So um I've uh, jumped on board and you know, happy to, happy, definitely happy to do it with you, and I appreciate you guys doing it too. So thank you. No, you're welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself, Daniel, and and who you are, and what you do, who you represent? Yeah, all those good things. All right, I'm, my name's is Daniel Tarson. I live in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. Um, I'm a uh, avid bow hunter. All types of hunting, really. Like you know, I love my duck hunting and um, bow hunting and um rifle hunting, not so much rifle these days, but uh because I've switched over to to bow hunting um about fifteen years ago. Um yeah, and I do work on the side with Shassa, um which is the uh, conservation and hunting alliance here in South Australia. Um help them on various projects. I don't sit on the board of Shassa, I, I don't have the time to do the meetings and that sort of thing, but um help them out in various projects and um, certainly trying to give them a helping hand with what we're dealing with at the moment yeah for those that aren't familiar with shasa
1: give them can you give a little bit of history how long has shasa been around in south australia
3: um, that one i can't answer but <laughs> um, they
1: they is it is it fairly recent is it a, have they just started or they've been around for 5 years 20 years I've, i feel like it's a it's a it's a young organisation isn't it it
3: is young um it's, I've known, well, I've known, I've had a bit more to deal with, with Shasta since, you know, um, um, knowing Graham, and I think he's been in the job about five years, but it was definitely, definitely going before, before, um, Graham got in there. So, um, I'm, you know, going to throw maybe 10 years out there, something like that. Yeah. I think. Okay. It okay. would be that would, it, but Chassa basically aims to to preserve and promote the, um, the rights of hunters, you know, to, to participate in sustainable hunting and that's, you know, all, all forms of hunting. So, um, yeah, that's... But very, very
1: South uh, Australia specific, like a very regional organisation. Correct,
3: yeah, it is very South Australia specific, but um, they, you know, uh, they also work with, uh, you know, interstate organisations as well, if if, if needs be and, and that sort of thing, so crossover. That happens, you know, wh- wh- when it needs to. Sure,
1: sure, sure. So, for those that have not been listening to us on social media, have not listened to any of our podcasts in the past, yeah, all podcasts that I've been on, uh, let's go through the issue that we are or that we want to tackle and we want to talk about today. That is that there is a current a discussion. I don't know if discussion is the right term of art at this point, yeah. um, but a discussion around the idea of banning bow hunting in South Australia. So can you give us a little bit of history of how we got to this point, Daniel?
3: Yep. Okay. So um, it was, it was handed to me from, um, from Shassa, um basically as a, out of courtesy, I suppose, because they know that I bow hunt and I've helped them out with a lot of other stuff to do with duck hunting. So it was um, handed to me over basically out of courtesy because they really didn't have anyone to reach out to. So, um, and it was difficult at the start because we knew knew what was going on from um, a meeting that uh, Shasta had had with the DEW, that's the Department of Environment and Water, um, they have really good relationships with the DEW. They're you know constantly doing you know projects together, and um, mm-hmm,
2: they have mm-hmm. quarterly
3: meetings and, and they're in you know they're in contact all, all the time throughout the year. Um, and it, this was this was um, you know brought about in one of those meetings and, and and the the way it was handed to handed to me was that it was pretty much a, a done deal. Um, and there was no, there was not going to be any consultation on it. They were just going to figure out how they could do it um, via the Department of Environment and Water.
1: It was a done deal that bow hunting was going to get banned.
3: That that's how it was handed to me. Yep. So okay. I, I was told
0: fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
3: That well, They had been told to work out a way to, to ban it. So From
1: who did that edict come from? So we that's know. come
3: from the minister for environment, um, and that's uh, um, Suzanne Close. Um, and basically, that's Doctor Close, right? Yeah, that's the department's boss, basically. So she's mm-hmm. she's the, she's the mm-hmm. current minister for uh, environment, water, um, and she's got obviously some other things on her portfolio. Um, so but, for, yeah. for quite some time there, Daniel, though we didn't want to say
1: anything right? I think that we we all knew about this scenario. it was it was but we were holding back for some reason right we were, there were some political reasons for why nobody was saying anything until yeah. something broke,
3: right? So, so yeah, that's right. so it was really frustrating. I think it was about seven weeks that I I knew about it and before we got any hard, concrete. You know, document or you know, um, you know something come out about it where we could go right. This is uh, which we could pass on to you know, obviously people that were maybe a bit reluctant to do anything off of a rumor. Um, mm-hmm. That was seven weeks, and and um, it was they were forced to come out with it by uh, bow hunters sending in emails via the Shasta website, um, and that really forced them into the open over that seven week period and then once we finally got a reply from one of those MPs um, we had what we needed to run with it so it it was it was hard and those
2: MPs they were they
1: they are part of a specific political party in South Australia correct. right the it's labor party
3: correct yeah, and the first one i think came back from um one of the labor MPs and it was a generic and then it followed with a generic letter from all, all the other Labor MPs pretty much saying that they it was an it was a um, election promise, and they were committing you know that they were committed to you know following through on this election promise. So So if we
1: if we rerun the clock just a little bit though, didn't the Liberal Party talk about bow hunting regulations in South Australia prior to the Labor Party coming into into power over the last election?
3: Correct. It was uh twelve months prior. Um. Roughly twelve months prior, there was an inquiry into uh, bow hunting, um, and um, that was done yeah, done by the Liberal Party. Um, and it was the Social Development Board, I think it was called, that did that inquiry. So, and that's yeah, that's all at taxpayers' expense. Um, mm-hmm. And the Labor government has pretty much turned their nose up at that that inquiry because it was. Um, instigated by the Liberal Party.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What what caused that inquiry to come to bear? Was it that RSPCA sea lion sea lion incident? Was I think it, I'm it?
3: not 100 percent on what caused that. I think it was. I think it was to do with, with that. And I think there was a, um, I think there was also a, a, a cat um, a cat shot gotcha. with, a, with an arrow in someone's backyard or or, or, or something like that as well which is mm-hmm. which is all they needed those you know those those mm-hmm. sorts of things to get something like this underway that's you know
1: and in those liberal regulation in sorry in those rib, liberal recommendations there was never a recommendation for banning right
3: no there was um a lot of recommendations um that came in but none of them were to ban by hunting there's um you know they put in a you know hunter education course or a proficiency test, and there's various things like like that that was that was recommended and um, but um, those all those recommendations have been uh, ignored in this case
1: so Susan close picks this up um what do we know what instigated well let me back up a little bit I know you mentioned that she believes they believe that this was a pre-election promise and I think we've all debunked the fact that we can't find in any place, form, or fashion.
3: Well, I've, the, liberal, the liberal, party, well, the liberal party has um, put in a freedom of Inform- information request, and they can't find it either. And gotcha. I know that uh, radio station here has also um, searched for it um, as well. They can't find it. Um, it doesn't exist. There was there was no uh, uh, public election promise.
1: So, if it wasn't a public election promise, where did it come from? Is it just the RSPCA lobby that no, it, it is was just a, pouring money into
3: Susan Close's pockets? Correct. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly exactly what it is. And and it was yeah you know, the in the in the beginning when it was first brought up with her, she said it was reaffirmed in a letter to the Animal Justice Party. Um stating that they were gonna ban bow hunting, but that that's not a uh you know, a, a published uh, election promise. That's just a you know a a backdoor deal, a secret deal mm-hmm. um that's done in the background for preference votes.
1: Okay, so let's um let's fast forward a little bit. We know she's been on radio um saying all
3: sorts of nonsense. Yeah. Um well, yeah, the lies just break, keep stacking. Yeah. The lies keep stacking up. Oh it's, my gosh, it's, they it's, absolutely do. It's it's you know the, uh, the election promise lie the 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 fact that she she said it, that this whole thing came to light because she initiated consultation. Um, there's been no consultation at all whatsoever. Like it, the whole thing got brought into the open because of Bo Hunter sending in letters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the banning of. Yeah, you know, she's saying that you know there was only South Australia and Victoria, two states in Australia that that allowed the practice of bow hunting to ha- to 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 continue, which is a, an, another total lie. I mean, it's 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 legal in all mainland states of Australia. Um, yeah, you know, right. it's only only Tasmania, which is which it, which is not. I mean, it's just lie after lie after lie, and it's 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 just getting really messy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's quite unfortunate. Uh, well, maybe it's not quite unfortunate because the lies are so blatant that they're easily just they're easily not. I wouldn't debunked is not the right word here. They're easily pushed back on. Yeah, because as you say, like the simple, like we want to follow suit. And I remember her saying this in her radio interview that. You know, the vast majority of Australians have spoken already in that they have banned bow hunting in every state across Australia, except Victoria and South Australia, which all it takes is a little bit of research to find out that that's a lie.
3: Well, that's, 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 that's what, uh, yeah, I mean, either she's highly uneducated on, on, on the subject or she's blatantly lying. It's, it can only be either of those two.
1: So the, the the pressure has been mounting, uh, Chasa, and we'll, and we'll say this a couple of times, Chasa, You guys have an email campaign. Is that email campaign still active?
3: Still active, and um, I, and, and and still love people to keep sending in. We need to keep the pressure keep the pressure on. Um, it's so it's definitely Daniel. Still can
1: people outside of South Australia send emails or you don't want people from outside South Australia to no, send them?
3: No, no, absolutely they can send emails. They just they just have to select a they can't select their their postcode where they live in. They have to select a South Australian postcode. And can you and, give
1: someone a South Australian postcode right now so that they can
3: put it in the email campaign? Um Five, one, five, nine. It's uh, five,
1: one, five, nine, there we go. Yep. Perfect. So, I mean, there'd
3: be better ones than that. I mean, because there are a couple of um, labor a- MPs that uh, are not supportive of the ban, which is good news. Um, and they are um Eddie Hughes and tin uh, Tim
2: whetstone. And good. no So it would. They would be. I mean, they would be
3: the uh, the the ones I would be sending them to. Oh,
1: your email sent to individual MPs or your email? Yeah, when if you put, in, if you
3: you put click... your postcode in that that that's in their electorate, it'll come up with their. If, um, I should have the postcodes written down for for those electorates. But um, if you put the postcode in, say, if I put the postcode in for my electorate, um. Then it will come up with the minister. Yeah, you know, the the sorry, the MP. That's um, my local MP. Gotcha. Well, why don't you once we get off this this podcast, send me the postcodes
1: and we'll get them in the show notes that people yep. can um, um,
2: be able to send emails in. Yeah. Um, so, so it seems like. A, you know, based
1: on what we're seeing, I saw a couple of emails from you and a couple of emails from Matty. Yeah. Um, it seems like the pressure seems to be working, right? It seems like the email campaigns and the things that we are pushing and, and doing seem to be working, Dan.
3: Yeah, that's right. I think things have slowed, um, and and you've seen that pushback that I uh, that I sent you uh, from the RSPCA, the video and the. Um, the letter that went out. So let's let's
1: let's talk about this beautiful, beautiful video <laughs> that was created. Yeah. So, this video, when you look at it's uh, for everyone that um, it's a typical email campaign uh, that goes out from RSPCA, and the the header picture, yeah, is a white tailed deer, yeah, yeah, with a very traditional. Bow and arrow, it's got a very um, uh, more traditional um, broad head. It is a wooden yeah. arrow stock with green and red stripings. And then it looks like some turkey feather um, arrow uh, fletching yeah. Yeah. on the end of the arrow. So, number one, I don't believe you have white-tailed deer in South Australia. No, right we,
3: don't. no we definitely don't have white-tailed deer.
1: And then the uh the thumbnail image <laughs> for the YouTube video that the r. s. p. c a has is of a monster white tail buck, yep lying in the grass. yeah. again, you don't have white tail um bows uh white tail uh bucks in South Australia, no. and it's just like they just can't help themselves in terms of lying, because at the end of it, there's like other jurisdictions have already ceased bow use for hunting. The activity has been banned in the UK since 1965. That is true. Many EU nations have left bows off their list, allow allowable huntable tools. That is, that is true too. Um, But the video is, is I plan to use the video and interject my statements on, how wrong I believe Dr. Rebecca Ayers is yeah. in, in what she said. It, it It's the classic, like, you know, you, these bow and arrows are terrible for animal welfare. These bow and arrows do more harm to animals. These bow and arrows uh, cause more pain. And here's yep. the thing, man, the whole pain issue yep. is something that, You know, you can't debunk any of that stuff with an animal, okay? Because we never know what an animal is thinking. We never know what an animal is feeling. We we don't know. Yeah. But we do know from human studies, or even your own human examples, things that have happened to you. Dan, how many times have you cut yourself with a very sharp knife?
3: Oh, mate, more times than I can count. I've got scars all over me.
1: (laughs) How many times... When you cut yourself with a sharp knife, did it elicit incredible pain?
3: Yes, yeah, it, it never has. It never has. Never. It never has. All, all been, that happens is you times. go, ooh. Yeah, that's right. There's been times I've cut myself and then I've like had to look down because you've, you know, you've felt you know, warm, warm blood running down your hand or something like that. You didn't even realize you'd done it.
1: It is a proven from from example after example even in medical studies yeah that a very sharp fast laceration wound causes massive bleeding we know that yeah and very little to no
3: pain yeah that's right and the sharper the better right yeah
1: the sharper the better the sharper the better because you just don't know it yeah it just it you, 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 again, we've all done it, right? We've all had that moment where you're like, <gasps> and yeah, you're right. looking at your finger, and, and it's look, white.
3: That's right. Yeah, yeah. and, and then like, all of a sudden it's just red. You're like, "Why doesn't
2: that
1: hurt?" Yeah. Why? We, exactly.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's just, you know, I think that's you know that's one of the rhetorics that I'm going to use is the idea that we've all been there, even yeah. as humans. So if, if you're, if you're translating, which is what the ARAs do is translating an anthropomorphic centric idea onto animals. Yeah. And I'm not saying that animals don't have pain receptors. I'm not saying that animals don't feel pain. I yeah. think that animals feel pain differently than humans, yeah. but let's just assume for the sake of this argument that you, they do feel pain like humans. Then a sharp laceration that travels at 300 feet per second, that zips through you, that doesn't stick in you. Yeah. You're probably never going to feel it. You're probably never going to know until there's a point of hypervolemic shock sets in that you've lost 25% of your blood and you yeah. pass out, you go unconscious and you die. Now, yeah. what's interesting in that RSPCA video. <laughs> Is she says, she talks about the most lethal way to kill animals animal is with a bullet to the head. Yeah. And she says <laughs> that a bullet to the head kills an animal by knocking her, knocking it unconscious because of the the, the, the shock wave of the bullet. Whoa. And then it dies. So I'm like,
2: mm, how does know. it?
1: Uh, how does that go from? How does it die from going unconscious to death? Same way as as probably the hypovolemic shock of a of a bow. However, if you're shooting an animal in the head with a bullet, you're killing it instantly because it's going to the brain. It's not going unconscious.
2: Yeah,
3: that's right. That's right. Not. I mean, that would Just, be pretty, that would be pretty hard to measure anyway. I think. But uh, the um the they, they they go I'm pretty sure even in that video they even they even say themselves that these these animals they they feel pain like like our humans do like you know like our, like our cats and dogs do well I mean if that's the case we know we know what it feels like to be cut
2: yeah i mean they, they say yeah. it themselves they say it themselves in the video so Dan in your in your experience
1: being in in sort of in the trenches down there in south australia where are we right now in the battle like when if if susan was going to bring this to bear to ban like what are? can you explain what the next steps are like how she would actually have to do it
3: okay so this it's we can only go with what we what, what we've heard, and what there's nothing definite out there on how they're going to do it, but what from indications um, from DW and how they're looking at it was um, to write it out in the hunting permit, so in regulation basically. So um, when you go and get your hunting would they permit, would
1: that have to go through the parliament in South Australia, or would it would just be a departmental regulation?
3: I think it could be just a departmental regulation. This is why it's it's a touchy area because they're not they're saying that if if basically they're saying because it was an election promise, the party has to toe the line and vote for it regardless of their feelings on the subject because it was a it was an election promise. Oh, well, okay,
1: that's why right. they're making so much of a big deal in the election promise. correct, so
3: that's that's the whole reason. For that, you know, for that narrative to be, you know, it was an election promise, and basically, that's, you know, there's no discussion about it. We're going to do it, um, but as you know, there is no, there is no election promise. So, and there, and you know, where I'm really trying to push that line at the moment that the election promise is bullshit. Right. Hmm. No. Well, I mean, where we're, where we, where we're, where we're at right now is. We've uh, been trying to get so the emails have come in. That's that's been great. That's brought it out in the open. It's put pressure on already. That's been very very helpful and it's doing its job. And we need that to keep going. But the next step where we're going now is we're arming all the MPs with the correct and factual information. So and that's where mm-hmm. um, Todd Todd's been coming uh, come in very handy. Um, I don't know if you've seen what um he put together there as far as um, you know, published data, scientific data on on, on um right. on bow hunting. Um we're getting that into the hands of, of all the MPs. So and that's I think the direct pushback that we've seen from the RSPCA with their video and everything, because that that dropped um that dropped on the MPs, I think it was uh about about a week and a half ago. So that that in,
1: that packet of information that Todd created has been sent to all the MPs already. Yes. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. So, if if it's not an election promise,
2: it's yeah, it's definitely not an election promise. It's,
1: it's Yeah, how does it? Well, I'm just, I'm just. If it's not, then does this, does it mean that then it, it can't go regulation? It'll have to go through parliament and it'll have to get voted on that kind of stuff.
3: Well, that's where we're hoping it'll end up. Um, they, I mean, we're still seeing return emails from Labour um, members at the moment, uh, still stating the same thing that they're committed to, you know, the, um, the, the, the pre-election commitment. So um, I think um what I'm what we're trying to do now is is just get a lot more emails to come in um um just stating that it wasn't actually an election promise so if we do have you know two or three or four labor MPs that are that are sympathetic to um our side of the our side of the situation that um and they and they do then they then they can have a say whether, where, if it was an actual
2: election promise, they may not be able to have a say. Mm, okay. So that's, I mean, Do you any- think that, do you think Dan, that if, if push comes to shove, it's not an election promise.
1: Do you think though, you know, politics is a, is a, is a business is a game
2: of compromise, right? Yeah. Do you think that the liberals and the, you know,
1: whoever that's in the labor that doesn't believe that it needs to be banned, do you think that something will have to be, something will, some concession will have to be given? Yeah. I.e. Yeah. Permits for bows, like you said, proficiency, some of the regulations, some of the recommendations that came from the inquiry.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't like conceding where 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 we where it doesn't where something doesn't need to be conceded right. um, i I really don't like conceding when when it doesn't have to be conceded but in in this case um, yeah you know, I think that there's gonna have to be yeah you know, if if we can get there, I think that's gonna be our best outcome because it's mm. not just gonna go away but um and you know uh, we've got like a lot of response from, from liberal members which, you know, are not supportive of a ban and they would be supportive, you know, of the um implementation of some of the
2: recommendations that was in the inquiry. So yeah. I, I think I think if that
3: that could be, you know, it could be her win, I suppose, if you wanted to put it that way. Um that uh, you know, if she still needed or to, to have a win, um, you know that could that could be it. She could you know turn around to her constituents and say that uh, you know I've made them, you know I, they have to now do this and this
2: to be able to go bow hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, well, that's why. What... that's our best.
3: That's our best outcome, honestly. Mm-hmm. See right now mm-hmm. cause,
2: yeah.
1: And do you have a sense of the timing of when that will unfold? Are we talking about between now and Christmas? Yeah, I, or is this not,
3: going to yeah, I, I, I would I would love to, but there's been not there's been hasn't been any consultation at all. like none mm. at all. so so we we can't even get anything but a generic email uh, back from from the minister. She won't uh, she hasn't you know spoken with Shasa. Um, and you know, she's she said numerous you know numerous times you know publicly that you know she's um, you know consults consulting with you know, the uh, gonna be, you know, the going to be the affected groups, and it's mm-hmm. just just not true.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: No, no one's had consultations, my understanding, and I, and I just had an update from Shasa this morning to double check that before I came on here. There's mm-hmm. been, there's been no, none at all. That Daniel, there's got to be bigger
2: issues. There has to be in South Australia than banning bow hunting, there right? There is way bigger issues. it's, it's. I just think we're not dealing with the normal
3: politician here. We're dealing with someone's whose um, ideologies are so far, um, so far in that direction that uh, it's it's a different, it's a whole different game so because a normal you know and what what, what i'd see as a normal politician would sit down and reason and at least sit at the table and and uh you know and and if there was a way around something that you know work around it but
2: we're not seeing that at all Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well daniel what can people do to help right now what can people do
1: right now to help you guys in south
3: australia um, they can keep they can keep those emails flowing because I we have had a good conversation with one of the Labour uh, MPs and um we were told just we just do keep doing what we're doing. It's it's you know, it is having an effect. Um and to just keep the pressure on. Um and they you know, and we we're told that there 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 would be concessions made. But you know, I mean I, you can't believe everything that a politicians
2: mm-hmm.
3: says but um, that's what we would that's what we were told, so I'd uh, just say that we need you know those emails to come in. I think you know if 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 they if they could you know even just highlight the fact that uh, it was not an election promise so those those MPs don't feel like they're going to be forced to um, go go in one direction if they don't want to um so if they could highlight you know the fact that it's not an election promise. There's no re- there's no record of election promise. Rather, it was a you know it was a backdoor deal done with the Animal Justice Party. Um, that would be helpful. I mean, as I say, like right, you know, what we're doing from here is 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 arming those you know all the all the MPs with you know the proper you know factual information and um, you know good scientific and published articles. Um, so you know. They can, you know, it's not just, you know, images of RSPCA of the RSPCA that they're seeing, and you know, that sort of thing.
1: And who were the who are the two Labour MPs that you said are on our side?
2: Uh, you said their names again. Eddie, Eddie Hughes and Tim Wetstein and Tung No. That's T U N G N G O. There's three of them. I've been
1: just randomly typing in letters, uh, numbers into. Uh, here's Mr. Eddie Hughes, 5608 is the postal code.
2: Yep. Tim Webstein uh, is, the, is uh, I think he's up in the Riverland. So um, the website is Chaucer. Yep.
1: Uh, That's right. And yep. then do you have to go to mail my MP?
3: That's correct. Yeah. So you'll see, um, whether you're doing on your phone or everything, but you go to the menu, you'll see mail my MP and you just yep, click I'm on in. that and that will bring up, that'll bring up the, um, support the, bow
1: hunting template. Yeah. Yep, that's I right. So it. just
3: you punch your postcode into step one. Um, and then you just follow the prompt from there. You want to use the buy hunting template. Perfect. If,
2: Perfect. I'm going to fill out my information right now, and I'm going to send an email. Yep. Yeah. Close my stairs. Hmm, let's it's, see how long, how yeah. quick it takes.
3: It's Street worth address cannot be blank. It's. It's also worth noting that Suzanne closed just. Um, Gave the RSPCA an additional one million in funding. Oh um,
2: wow! Yeah, and then and then uh, also she removed that from her Facebook page
3: afterwards. So I don't think that you know it's so in. I think it was December. It was either late December twenty one or early January? Um, she posted um on her Facebook page that you know she was. Giving an additional one million dollars to the RSPCA funding, and then since then we, you know, we tried to um, refine that. Luckily, we screenshotted it, but the um, we tried to refine that post, you know, um, today, and it has been deleted. But you know, we still have, mm. we still have the screenshot of it.
1: Well, for everyone that's listening to this podcast, I literally just sent an email whilst uh, Dan was talking right there to yeah it's uh, really MP so it's really yeah. simple really easy put your yeah. numbers in it's going to ask you for a street address a suburb yeah. just make it up and <laughs> and put and, and put your real number in there put your real email address in there That's make so up nice. the street address in the suburb and send them an email
3: yeah send them an email it's yeah
1: um, uh it's certainly a, a, a big challenge down there, man, and it is definitely something that uh, we want to keep an eye on. And yep. if there's anything we can do, you know that we're always available and we want to help. I appreciate um, it.
2: Yep.
3: So just let us know, mate. No, I will. The is um, the having a meeting with the D. Uh, they, they were got one of their quarterly meetings uh, in, within, the, within the next week. So hopefully we get a bit more information, which I'll pass on to you as um, soon as I know.
1: Outstanding 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 well dan again um anybody who's listening please send an email into south australia to help support uh the bow bow hunting remaining in place uh dan thank you so much man i appreciate your time and again if there's anything we can do uh to help you you know where to find us
2: appreciate it robbie thanks very much you're welcome mate cheers cheers
1: Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. As always, leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.
3: You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest.
0: Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV